Thank you for joining us for Tech Talks Business. In this episode, I have the pleasure of welcoming Jerry and Amy Frostick of JNA Racing. Um, thanks for having me come and, and get to spend some time at your place. I've never actually been in your building before, though I've probably driven by it a few thousand times mm-hmm. over the years. So thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, so to get started, um, if I, if you don't mind, if I could just ask kind of uh, what your personal history is as far as the 757 community um, and, and then what brought you kind of into the racing community within the, the, this region? Right. Um, well, I'll start. I actually um, came, I went to high school in New Jersey and came to go to school at Old Dominion University, Go Monarchs, go Monarchs uh, yeah. in ni- at 1988 um, and graduated with a business degree from there in 92 and then went back for an MBA. So I ended up staying, finding my first job um, with USAA locally and then um, kind of built my roots in Hampton Roads and stayed in Virginia Beach and then um, met Jerry through running and um, it even sold it even more. So I've been in Virginia Virginia Beach and Hampton Roads for um, a long time and love it and call it home. Nice. What a perfect story. I mean, I knew the connection, but even the the marriage goes through running. Yes. That's so cool. (laughs) We have a great story there. That's awesome. (laughs) And so I grew up in Richmond um, and chased a baseball career in Florida um, and didn't work out the way that I dreamed it would and uh, wanted to be closer back to home but really didn't want to be back at home and loved the beach and so came here early 80s um, and fell in love with it, fell in love with the lifestyle, with um, the beauty of it and bounced around not knowing what I wanted to do um, and ended up opening a running store, okay. um, running triathlon store in mid 90s. Um, again, I met Amy and we, we ran Shamrock Marathon all the time and trained people to run Shamrock Marathon. Um, and at the time, the previous owners approached us because they saw how passionate we were about not just that race, but the running community. Yeah. Um, and asked if we would be interested in, in purchasing it and taking it over. They had had it for 30 years. And, you know, in their wisdom, we were like, how hard can that be? And so, sure. <laughs> um, and at the time, it was 3,000 people, kind of yeah. a good, you know, local, regional race. Um, and it just took off. I think we worked it hard. Amy's background is marketing. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it just grew and grew and grew. And I think what we hit the road and sold it because we talked from our hearts, it is, it's yeah. a beautiful place to run. It's flat, the weather's great. Um, you have the beach and uh, so it's just exploded from there. Yeah, it is. It's it's definitely become a staple in the Virginia Beach community. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you're not into running, it's virtually impossible not to know about the Shamrock. Right. And, and to your credit, um, even if you don't run or even walk for that matter, it, it's become its own almost festival weekend. I mean, it's those those who aren't even participating within the races just look forward to 
all that goes on around that that weekend. So it, it really has become a mainstay in the, the Hampton Roads community. Um, so, so you actually had some background from, from a retail standpoint or a business standpoint as an entrepreneur. Um, Amy, did you ever kind of envision that that's kind of where running was going to take you? Uh, no, and I was a runner. I grew up running. I did track and um, cross country in high school, and um, ODU at the time didn't have, they had just got, um, gotten rid of their cross country program when I um, came there. But um, so I ran through college, but I didn't run on any type of teams just yeah. for races. So um, I never thought that my. Um, my career would ever be in running, but I'm so happy it was. And, you know, I think a lot of people look at it and say, wow, that could actually be a career. And um, it has become a career for us and something that I'm obviously very passionate about. So it makes it um, a lot easier to come to work every day because I do have such a passion for it. So, um, yeah, I never thought that that would have happened. I think the retail was was great and got us started in that way and have a lot of connections in the area for through running. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that we actually ever thought that this was a career. Yeah. Um, but I think that it goes to show that if you are passionate about something um, and willing to work hard yeah. and make sacrifice, and we've been... We, this is our 19th year of putting on events and wow. you know then we had the the running store triathlon store before that and it's we've worked hard yeah. um but we do it together we do love it yeah um there's a saying that says happy is the man that can make a living at his hobby yeah um and uh, and i think that's what we've been able to do yeah um so do you ever get to run in your own races? <laughs> it's funny that you say that because we get that question all the time. And no, we don't. Um, <laughs> I actually did run in one of our races. Um, and it was that we did a summer series um, on the beach, on the boardwalk. And it, they, we got 200 people. It was at yeah. 8 a.m. on a Wednesday um, trying to kind of get some something for the tourists to do while they were in town. Oh, okay. um, and my sister, Debbie, um, I have a... a, a nephew has who has mitochondrial disease and she pushes them and we um all the sisters joined together and we pushed them together so i did i did do that 5k but that was the only race um since covid yeah because now with our virtual races we can do those Um, but um no we don't run in the races we're too busy trying to make sure everybody else is having a good time so or i'm usually in the lead vehicle or at the expo or um we work hard those weekends we didn't say that it's almost it would be a lot easier to run the race because yeah. if we with their racing days you really just worried about yourself yeah um you know with air race weekends now it's there's so much to worry about and yeah. not just the participants but the volunteers and the spectators and the the roads and um yeah. so you know that we've even compared it to planning a wedding for 27,000 people and <laughs> you want everybody to have this great time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we don't actually say we run it in a different way. Yeah. Well, and that brings up a good point because you, I mean, your company size is how large as far as employees? We have eight. So you have eight employees, mm-hmm. but for anyone who's ever been in, in or around your races understands that the, the staff required to make these work especially the big ones like like Shamrock, 
is so much larger than that. And as you said, you have the, the spectators, which sometimes I feel like there's more spectators than there are runners mm -hmm. sometimes, Definitely. just because there's so much support, especially in this community for the, for the racers. Um, so how, do, how does that dynamic, I mean, was that something that, that you really had to kind of learn that process as, as it went along? And has there been, were there bumps in the road that you kind of figured out throughout that process? There have definitely been bumps in the road. And we, we really, not in addition to our staff, we have approximately 35 to 40 that we call key volunteers. Okay. Um, or family. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they come together on race weekend and really lead. And then... Yeah. We have, for a big event like a Shamrock, it's close to 2,000 volunteers. Wow. Um, and I think what makes our events different is we, we couldn't do it without these volunteers. Yeah. And it needs to have the same, they need to have the same passion and the same attitude yeah. that not just Damien and I have, but our key volunteers and our staff have, yeah. and they do. So I think everybody that comes in contact with a volunteer or a a staff person feels the love and that's important um, to Amy and I and to the city of Jane Beach. Yeah. I mean, I think we feel like we're ambassadors to the beach. We, yeah. We're proud of our city. Yeah. Um, and we want people to come and experience it. So, yeah, the volunteers and their... But we had a lot of bumps in the road. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, you know, going on that question too and... Um, I think one thing that we did right with Shamrock in particular is we took it over when there was kind of a running boom. So yeah. um, it got to the point where it would sell out. Um, and we did some controlled growth <clears throat> with that where we didn't grow, you know, we didn't take as many people as we could possibly take. We oh, okay. cut it off at a certain point just because we were growing as a company so quickly um, and making sure the course could hold it, that our volunteers could hold it. So I think we did some controlled growth mm -hmm. with the company, which was really good for us to learn along the way and yeah. make some mistakes. You know, I think we like to say that we never make the same mistake twice, um, <laughs> but we are not perfect and we didn't, um, you know, organize the first race. So we're, yeah. um, we've had a lot to learn over the yeah. years. And um, I think one thing that we do um, really good, and I think sometimes it's negative for, it's a negative the day after a race, but we always sit down and we talk about, um, okay, we did everything great, everybody made it to the finish line, but what can we do better for next year? So yeah. where, what are our lessons learned? So after every race, we sit down and we make sure while it's fresh on everybody's mind, we put down a long list of lessons learned, and then we always back up and look at that lessons learned each year to make sure, you know, how did the expo go? How to pack a pickup? How did... Um, the t-shirts, you know, people like the t-shirts this year, the medals. So we really break it down um, on every segment mm -hmm. of the race weekend on yeah. what can we learn from this year and do better next year. Yeah. Well, I think it drives us like the controlled growth. We, we never really cared or intended to be the biggest. I think it drives us to do, to be the best. Yeah. Um, and I think the numbers have, have followed, but it's still, that's, that the numbers really isn't what drives us. It's we want, it's the experience. Yeah. It's the race experience. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you're an elite runner, uh, everyday runner, or a beginner walker. Yeah. 
we're into movement and and camaraderie and help and um, you know so it's um, we want everybody to feel like they've won yeah. if they've accomplished it yeah well and and you all even have had to develop relationships not just within the running community and your volunteers but because your your races by nature are structured the way they are and they're out in the public and they're on public streets you you all have developed a great relationship with the city of virginia beach where you hold the this races um there's so much to connect with whether it's the police department and that's such that um can you talk a little bit about how that relationship has developed over the years with the city and the, and the police? And, and because there's just so much to it, I think we see it as runners, but I don't know that we all sit back and kind of go, how much work goes into this on the front end? And even to your point on the back end with all of that. Well, I mean, it's Virginia Beach. We have four races in Norfolk and one in Hampton and wow. the city's, we're partners. Yeah. Um, where it's, um, you know, and how we break it down is, like I handle more of the outside logistics. Okay. And then we joke and say, Amy handles all the smart stuff. Um, <laughs> um, but it, again, I think that it's not just the meetings, they're part of our team, yeah. and we feel we're part of their team. Yes. So I think it's, uh, let's work together. Yeah. And how can we make it safe? Yeah. Um, we're very fortunate, all three of the cities, the police um, and EMS and yeah. fire, public works, they're all, they take ownership in it. And they're out there not sitting in their cars, but they're out there cheering and giving high fives yeah. and runners see that. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that it has grown and I think the cities trust us because they know if we say we're going to have these marshals, they'll be there. Yeah. Um, and we, I feel, go overboard to let them know that they're appreciated because they work, they work long and hard. Yeah. And I think it's just as important <clears throat> after the event for them to feel the success of it as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a 12-month where we meet with police 12 months a year, not just three months before the race. Yeah. And we could not, we could not do it without them. Wow. Yeah. And Amy, to your credit, and, and I'm making an assumption here, so Jerry, correct me if I'm wrong, but the marketing side of JNA and the races, um, I, my background before coming to um, the chamber was, was marketing and has been for many years. And I got to tell you, you guys do an incredible job with your marketing. Um, <clears throat> I always find it so, so interesting that when I first got into running, you saw the, the shirts and stuff during the races. Mm -hmm. Now you see it all the time, everywhere. I mean, the Shamrock's in March and I'm seeing shirts in, in October because everybody's proud of had their shirt on. Mm -hmm. Is that something that was just by nature part of the running community or or do you feel like you kind of juiced that up a lot within this community? I mean, how had that developed over the years? Well, I think um, from the very start, um, we're very generous with swag. Um, yeah. You know, the shirts, the hats, <laughs> the medals. Um, 
And even with our marketing, um, when we go to other race events to market our races, we make sure they're taking home a stadium cup that hopefully they're going to be drinking out of at home and see our races. So um, we've always, the swag that we give, we want to make sure that it can be seen on a trail, um, you know, at another race, you know, we're always like, Oh look, there's another Shamrock shirt. Um, (laughs) and people recognize it. Um, you know, the hats we see running all over the place. Um, you know, Jerry and I rode our bikes through, uh, first landing this weekend and saw, you know, so many different shirts that we've given out over the years. So, um, I think it's always been part of our marketing goal that, you know, we want to have it something that we would wear. I think, Um, you know, we're famous for bringing, we overanalyze a lot. Um, and especially (laughs) when it comes to shirts and medals and swag that, is it something that you like or is it something that you love? And we make sure that you have to love it in order for it to go out. So, um, I think we're, we're just very picky and, you know, I think our, our employees would probably say Jerry and I probably have a hand in a little bit too much sometimes, <laughs> but I think it's part of our personality and um, our love for the sport and our love for our events that we want to keep it. Um, well, and she's being a little humble because she's uh, her the marketing what she has done is incredible. Yeah, that it's a gift that she I don't even know realizes that she has it, but she's always thinking of it. And the running industry's changed. Yeah. Um, and a lot of events haven't changed with it, mm-hmm. where I think she's one that is always, I mean, that's, that's our conversations at night, is looking through magazines, and that's a good ad. How can she make that into to an event yeah. ad? Um, yeah. You know, all of our races have a theme, yeah. and that's her. You know, that first, when she came up with our... Um, Wicked race on Halloween. Yes, one of my favorite races. <laughs> and yes. it's grown a lot. And yes. she was telling me, you know, we'll get everybody to wear a costume. And I'm like, nobody's going to wear a costume. <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, and we get 6,500 people that the costume contest is more competitive than the actual race. Yes. So, yes. you know. I run the race to watch the costume. I, yeah, it's everybody. I, I can't even tell you what my time is. Right. But I can tell you the costumes yeah. I saw along the route. Yeah, well, yeah. Absolutely. I think she's done that with every one of our events is made it its own kind of fun event. Yeah. Um, and everything ties in the shirts and the medals and the swag with uh, even all the signage and the expo. And I mean, she, they, she does a really good job and has a good team here to help, but they're always bouncing ideas yeah. off. And, and I respect that she's not scared to change it. Whatever. Let's yeah, that worked for a while, but let's try something new, and yeah. and it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with uh, it would almost be impossible to have a podcast nowadays without acknowledging some of the changes we're all having to make because of uh, the COVID situation. Um, and you've made a change with an upcoming race that I actually got to participate in the very first year, which is the Corporate 5K, mm-hmm. um, which I'm. I'm disappointed not only can I not participate this year, but because of where it is, it is a beautiful race for anyone who hadn't had a chance to do it, and I hope we get a chance to get back there. Um, But can you talk a little bit about the uh, Corporate 5K? 
Sure. So we um, had the ADP Corporate 5K um, set for May 26th, and it was going to be, for the first year, we were going to start and finish at Town Point Park oh, okay. instead of Harbor Park. Um, so we're really excited about the new course and everything that had, was coming around it. Um, obviously, May wasn't a great time in Hampton Roads, so we um, rescheduled the event for September 2nd. Um, and we just made the announcement this week that it's going to be a... Um, instead of working at home it's going to be a run at home edition nice. um so we're we've pivoted it to be a virtual race um so um adp we spoke to them and they're really excited about having a goal for some of their employees that are at home um, nice. something that they can still work together and um, come do their 5k at home post the results and still compete against other companies so that's great um yeah well anyway, i think we've really found in this time there's so many companies that are working from home. Yeah. Um, and corporate wellness has been a kind of a hot topic. And I think now more than ever, um, again, it's not just physical health, it's mental health. Um, yeah. So we, you know, we feel this way, it's not just a, sometimes calling it a race, it sounds intimidating. Yeah. Um, and this event, it never is because it's more of companies promoting wellness. Yeah. Um, so by doing it this way, we're going to have a five-week kind of a couch to 5K plan yeah. that you can walk it. Um, you know, we really want to have, there's a, a weekly noon 15-minute stretch yoga. Oh, um, okay. Because people, if you're working at home, you need to take a break. Yeah. Um, so the, it's, it's really, it's what we're going to miss seeing everybody and having all the companies um, celebrate together. But we really want to try to make it more of, let's get through this and yeah. let's get through it stronger physically and mentally together. Um, take the time to walk around the block with your kids after dinner. Yeah. And that's training. Yeah. Um, so we are, we're, we're very excited about it. And I think we're going to try different things to keep people motivated um, we still, you get your medal, you get your shirts. Um, so it's still going to be fun, but it's now, I think more than ever, we've got just to work together, to, yeah. to stay healthy physically and mentally and, and, and be positive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it builds some camaraderie too outside of the office, you know, cause yeah. everybody's, you know, doing these zoom calls and talking about <laughs> what their day's going to be like, but you know, give some yeah. bragging rights to say, hey, I, you know, I did get out and ran today. And um, I think it's really important for, um, you know, supervisors, bosses to get their employees engaged in some type of fitness program right now because um, it is something that people can do. Yeah. You know, I think um, we've seen, you know, we're right here at the base of the Lesnar Bridge and I've never seen so many runners um, out and about, you know, because, wow. you know, during the time when gyms were closed, you know, running was something that people could do the whole time during um, the pandemic. So yeah. um, I think there are more runners out there than ever. Um, and a 5K is a good goal, I think, for, for anybody. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the one thing I think that I felt like always drew everybody to the running community is that really all it takes is a pair of shoes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the, the their equipment needs are very little. You can walk it, you can run it, yeah. but it, it's just, just and it can be indoors, it can be outdoors. I mean, that's that's the beauty of, of that healthy aspect. Um, 
So that being said, and, and knowing that obviously things have changed a great deal over the last year, but kind of where do you see JNA in the future? I mean, if all things were equal and we get back to some sort of norm, I mean, what would you like to see as, as, as the next step for JNA? Um, well, we want to be running again. <laughs> we want events. Um, you know, I think one thing that everybody loves about JNA events is it's not only the run, but it's the party afterwards, yeah. and it's the time to get together and celebrate. And I think everybody in 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 the world needs that right now. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't just go with the U.S., but everybody needs that. So. Um, our goal is number one to get back to what we do and what we love um, outside and together. Um, but I think next year we, you know, we were going to launch a new race um, in 2020. Um, it was at the time that um, we were able to pull it quick enough and not yeah. launch it this year. So we have a new race next year that we'll be launching, um, and um, we just want to be bigger and better each year. I think that's what we strive to be. And I think this has given Jerry and I time to kind of think and look back at our business and um, our structure and, and what can we do to be better. And um, yeah. I think we're going to come back stronger than we ever have. I think there's so many new walkers, runners, um, that I think a challenge for us is to introduce them to and again, I'd like the word event more than race, mm -hmm. yeah. but to, to keep them involved in this sport that we love, yeah. um, regardless of how fast you are. We, yeah. Fitness, we've got to keep that uh, very, very important in everybody's sights. And yeah. like Amy states, we love what we do. Yeah. And... And, and we're struggling because we miss it. Um, that we just want to get back to being with people. Yeah. Um, and exercising and celebrating. And yeah. um, again, I think doing what we love to do. Yeah. Hey, I totally get that. I mean, being, being with the chamber, it, it is such a shock to your system when you go from spending. I mean, our events obviously aren't nearly as big as yours. But I mean, when we have our some of our signature events and you've got 800,000 people in a room together and you're getting to, to, to see each other and say hello and connect and and to have that be shut down so abruptly. Yeah. To your point, Jerry, it is. You, you miss that interaction of being able to see people and talk to people and and, and I, don't, I, I don't care how many hours, hundreds of hours we spend on Zoom, it's just not the same thing as, as having that one-on-one -on -one interaction. So. Well, for those, before we wrap up, I, I, I want to make sure those that are, are interested in connecting with JNA, um, <clears throat> and especially those that may be interested in, in participating in the corporate 5K, um, how do they find you? Where do they reach out to you? Where can they follow you? Right. Um, well, we ha are very active um, on social, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at JNA Racing. Um, we also have... Um, the website is jnaracing.com. We have separate websites for each of our races, but you can okay. find at all the races through um, jandaracing.com. Okay, yeah, We haven't really gotten into the TikTok yet, but we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're exploring it. <laughs> yeah, and I think for any companies that have an interest or to learn more about it, we're very flexible, too, yeah. that we can tailor something to a company of 
six people yeah. up to 500 people that gotcha. if, you know, we, we want to be here to help. Yeah. So please, yeah. if any companies are interested in the health and wellness and um, what they can do to help the employees, um, let's put our heads together and we're here to help. Absolutely. And sponsorships as well. I mean, yeah. you, uh, you have some of the, the best, you bring up ADP, mm -hmm. Dean Green and her team. Um, Y'all have some incredible local sponsors that have been invaluable to, to the running community. So shout out to, to all those that, that help support J&A and yeah. all the races. Definitely. So, well, thank you both for your time today. Thanks for joining us on, on Take Talks and uh, good luck with the, the corporate 5K. And to everyone listening, get yourself signed up sooner than later because I'm, I'm sure it will sell out. So uh, thank you all listeners of Take Talks Business and we'll catch you on the next episode.